0: So guys, I need to share this incredible new company I have partnered with called Blue Blocks. I personally use my Blue Blocks glasses every day while working from home, and I'm literally obsessed with them. First off, as a celebrity stylist and fashionista, I really feel that these glasses could be picked off of a shelf without even knowing all the health benefits that it actually like has, because they're that chic. And then the actual health benefits of these glasses include state-of-the-art technology, which helps block out both blue and green light, which has been scientifically proven to help with better sleep, recovery, and your optimal wellness. And for me, hello, any extra ways to help me sleep while being so pregnant, this mama needs it. I also want to recommend their Remedy Sleep Mask. You guys know I love wearing a mask at night, and I love this mask because literally it helps me fall asleep faster sometimes than Amelia Ray falls asleep. You guys should totally check out their kids' selection on their website, too. For my mamas, you will be so amazed by how many great frames they have and how the actual styles help your kids reduce strain on their eyes from their tablets and mobile devices, which is so important nowadays. Make sure to go to the Blue Blocks website, which is blublox.com. That's spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X. So one more time, loves. It's B-L-U-B-L-O-X. Dot com And use the code AllieLevine15, 15, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E 15, all caps, to get 15% off your order. If you have any questions, seriously, just message me on my Instagram account. You guys know I always answer. Message me at Levine Design. Ask me questions about your orders, the frames, why I love blue blocks, style choices, anything. And if you guys check out my stories, too, you'll see I'm always wearing and rocking them. Like, I'm literally obsessed. And I promise you, you're going to be obsessed, too. And personally, I never knew I looked so good in glasses. So check out Blue Box and let me know what you guys think. Hey loves, welcome back to Stripped Down. Super excited for today's call in. I met this amazing father and entrepreneur actually on social media. Yes, social media sometimes can be a good thing. <laughs> and I really connected with him. We started following each other. I loved his little two-year-old son he was just too cute. And I loved everything he shared within his own fitness and lifestyle as well as like being a dad. And I said to him, you know, you should come on my show. I think you have, you know, a great story. And, you know, especially from the dad perspective, I think it'd be really cool to have you on. So without further intro, Vinny D, welcome to my show.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. So, you know, so people know a little bit about you. You know, you're you're a dad, as I mentioned, you're a personal trainer. And U.S. Army veteran with years spent overseas, which thank you so much for your service. He, you know, spent time splitting between helping others reach their fitness and lifestyle goals. And like I said, as well as raising his adorable two-year-old son. And, you know, Vinny, I know you're all about helping parents combine their fitness goals and spending that quality time with their children as well. So, you know, I think that's really amazing. And I would love for you just to share, you know, a little bit more about yourself and how you got into being a personal trainer and you know all that good stuff
1: um i really got into personal training was after my son was born i needed to figure out a way to split time kind of working for myself and spending time at home me and my wife kind of do a split shift where i have them during the day and then she has them at night so through all my Google search, I've actually found a foundation that works with veterans to get them certified in personal training. So that was a fit ops. They're It's really cool. It's a new organization that's been working with John Cena lately, and they've really wow. helped out a lot of veterans. Yeah. I actually just sent someone I met on social media. <laughs> He's going to camp in two weeks, I believe.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, I would love to know, obviously, you know, as you know, you and your wife and having your two year old son, you know, how do you feel like you guys do manage the split shift and like how did you kind of decide to come about, you know, doing that with your son and everything?
1: Oh, I think part of it is because my dad wasn't around much. So I kind of always felt, even before I had children, that I had to be there as much as possible. So instead of, you know, paying someone to spend most of the day there while I work, I figured I would just split it up. I'd take them to a the day and work as much as possible, whatever means, to provide income and still spend time with them.
0: Right. Well, that's amazing because, you know, it is true. So many, you know, and it's like no shade ever teaches his own, but so he will do choose to have someone else watch their children. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, why do I work so hard, you know, just to like have someone else, take care of Amelia, you know, and now my, you know, coming baby girl to be like it, you know, it's very important for me to be home to raise them, but also still be able to be an entrepreneur and, you know, be home and working. And I still get help here and there to come in to help me be able to get things done. But overall, like I am the primary, you know, caretaker. And so I think that's amazing of you as a dad to really recognize that and be like, no, I want to be around and, you know, I want to be able to figure out how I can be around.
1: It was a big part that led me into the personal trainings.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more about that with leading into personal training and, you know, how you think that's um, kind of helped you, I guess you had told me offline that you felt like the personal training and all that kind of helped you also become an even better father and even help other parents out there and everything. I'd, I'd love to hear about that.
1: Well, it kind of started when, as soon as my son was born. You know that first night back from the hospital you have no idea what you're doing
0: <laughs> yeah you're like oh my god what is happening you feel like well you actually my husband and I would joke for the first three four weeks that we felt like we went to war but we had never been to war I mean you've actually served so you could probably attest to how hard it is to be overseas and then how hard it is to come home from the hospital and be a new dad
1: that <laughs> yeah, is <was>, uh terrifying <laughs> way more terrifying than any explosions or uh shootouts <laughs> but no, but we came home and, you know, I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, you know, he was on the formula at the time, so my wife didn't have to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So the split shifts kind of started then was I would take him all night so she can get her rest in. And then in the morning, she would take him while I kind of got my naps and my and sleep in. So the f- first couple of days, I've you know, they're crying all night, their schedule's all, their sleep schedule's all backwards. And I'm sitting there, he's crying. I don't know what to do. So I start playing music for him. So it just so happened that R&B music seemed to work out for him. (laughs) (laughs) So Usher is a major influence in this house. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So it kind of evolved from that was after a while, like he got tired of the songs. So I put him in his little rocker, sat him down. I was like kind of stiff. So I started stretching. I noticed he started laughing at some of my movements. So I started to stretch more. He thought it was hilarious. He would giggle, you know, better than the crying. So from there, it kind of evolved. I always just kind of started to work out with him from pretty much day one.
0: Wow. And you just kind of found your niche within that with him.
1: Yeah. It just turned out that he really enjoyed watching me flail (laughs) about.
0: So you would work out and he would watch you?
1: he would watch he would listen to the music he would giggle and Aww. it's been like our thing since day one
0: that's so cute and so would you say from that that kind of led you into your passion of really um helping with the personal training and the fitness and lifestyle goals with other parents because i know like you said to me before like you're very passionate about that
1: yes because uh as you know, I've, over the years, like my son's too, so taking them out places, I kind of noticed a lot of things. Notice that, unfortunately, some parents are too tired or not physically fit enough sometimes. Like, some yeah. of the chasing around, you know, going out to parks. Like, my thing is it's hilarious to, like, flip with me and all the pull-up bars and do all this stuff. But I see that sometimes it not the case for others. So kind of combining the two is something I'm really passionate towards because I think it's great for everybody. Like, for me, it's a blast, like, flipping around with him. And for him, he can just run around and do anything. and you know, I'm, like, right next to him. And his coordination is awesome now. So no more running into walls.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, no more running into the walls. <laughs> Amelia, I'm dealing with, that with Amelia right now. Like, she, you know, she's a girl, obviously. But, like, she, you know, she, like, her new thing is she loves to, like, spin in circles for fun. And, like, I'll spin with her. Well, not as much because I'm pregnant. I'll feel, like, super dizzy super quick. But we'll, like, spin around and you know she'll be spinning and then all of a sudden she's still spinning and she can't stop her body and she's like you know try to walk and go into the wall and i'm like all right slow down girlfriend like i can't (laughs) keep up so i kind of understand the walls but i know with boys especially they say there's a lot of i remember with my mom even like with my brother like they always put a helmet on him because my brother dan would just run into walls like like it was his job at like you know one to two three years old just for fun. And they were like, okay, we got to put a helmet on you because your head just looks destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's awesome that you, like, you know, have helped him, like, also find a little bit of, like, his own little fitness and agility and everything at age two. And then also love to watch his dad work out and have the music and everything. Like, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's funny because, like, it's turned into where my hobbies are his. Right. So. He, like, he makes his requests.
0: He makes his (laughs) requests. it's time to turn on the music. (laughs) They're always our bosses from day one.
1: (laughs) He knows on YouTube where to find the videos and everything.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so funny.
1: He loves Creed, like the Creed movies.
0: Yeah.
1: Loves them. Knows all the training scenes, like, replicates them, just runs around the house when he does his run through Philadelphia.
0: Oh, that's hysterical.
1: Yeah, because I have a gym at home, so he recognizes a lot of the equipment, so he'll want to do some of that stuff.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's so cool. So how do you, like when you work and you connect with all these different parents and everything, how do you encourage them and how do you help them, you know, acquire, you know, that, that you know, that, that, those goals and be able to establish their fitness goals while being, you know, very busy parents, especially like you said, when you're new parents and being able to add that into their lifestyle. Like how do you kind of um, go about working with these different parents and how do you connect with them and everything?
1: Well, really depends. Like I, the blessing is when they're so young is that they don't really have their own hobbies yet. It's more about incorporating them into your hobbies, your lifestyle, and maybe adding more fitness-related hobbies to your life. Because while everyone may not have the means to, you know, have a gym at home or even, you know, there's very few gyms that provide – child care but going out to the park and even doing five or ten minute things is gonna help out a ton you establish that relationship with each other
0: right and they learn from an early age of how to be able to do that and so how do you encourage that for parents like for me for example right I mean I'm extra tired right now because I'm because I'm pregnant and everything but you know before I was pregnant and when I, it was just Amelia and I, and, you know, I would try like being super honest and real. I would try to, you know, get workouts in. I would try to encourage myself. There were a lot of days where I was just super tired and it would just, you know, days would go by, days would go by and just wouldn't happen. And I, you know, and even now my pregnancy, I'm doing a little bit of, you know, workouts here and there, but it's very hard for me to make the time and to be able to do it, whether Amelia is, you know, awake or not awake. What advice do you have for parents who do want to achieve these fitness goals and make it part of their lifestyles, but do find that struggle? Because I'm sure not everyone feels maybe as motivated as you do being a personal trainer and being that this is a huge part of your background and your passion.
1: Well, I think there are a couple of things come into play. Like one is that keyword lifestyle. You want to make certain changes to your lifestyle, you know, whether that be diet and especially with children. Because as we know, there's a huge problem with childhood obesity. Yeah. So establishing those healthy diets now will serve you well, not just for you and your child at the moment, but in the future. Right. Because that child doesn't, you know, they're always going to get their treats. You know, they're always going to parties and still get all that stuff. But they won't have that feeling of that's an everyday thing.
2: Right. They'll
1: understand what their meals are. They'll understand, you know, dessert is dessert. But there won't be that connection that kind of gets established really early for the average person, you know, like McDonald's becomes a big because of the happy meals and it's quick and effective, but there's different ways to have a nice quick and effective meal that doesn't have to go that route
0: right, so, so what the key your thing would be tips? yeah, oh,
1: well, simple things it's like fruit like fruit took it as like candy unless they've been preconditioned. <laughs> to know what candy is
2: <laughs>
1: True. Hey, my son needs so much fruit he loves berries
0: oh yeah, and, yeah you berries know, too. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and we start you know we start young with that whether it be gerber or whatever applesauce or however it is we do it so it's just kind of not breaking away from that it's just keeping more fruit in the house and that'll help you out you start eating more fruit more vegetables and just kind of building off that and the key thing is kind of the expectations. Like, I think a lot of times people expect. You know, they hear fitness and they think six pack, right. and that's not that's not necessarily true. I mean, it could be just small goals. Like, you want to be able to run around for five or ten minutes without being upset. of mm-hmm. bending over to pick up your child or multiple children, and just feel confident and good about it, not hurt yourself. That's what you, really what it's all about. So it's mostly about setting those small goals and kind of understanding what goes into it
0: right 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 so would you say it's small it's small steps basically then like you're saying small lifestyle changes that kind of build up on each other to create that chain effect
1: yep because all about i guess yeah it's just little little changes that's all we really need and the key thing is to understand what your goals actually are so i think a big problem is uh the unfortunate side of social media is that we're bombarded with images. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we see the perfect parents at the beach or on the pool with their kids in their two-piece or what have you. And we think that's, you know, the fit parent. When realistically, the fit parent is just the one that can withstand Disney World
0: for three (laughs) or four hours. (laughs) Right, right. Well, yeah, there's definitely, uh, I agree when it comes to social media and everything, like there's definitely a disconnect and there's definitely a actual, um, you know, people's, uh, vision and perspective and everything are, are skewed. Like they definitely, and myself included, you definitely look at something and you think, you know, everything about that person, that picture and everything else. and really, you don't, all you're seeing is an image.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing is that I think people forget that a lot. Like the big thing I tell every client is to go outside. Just go outside and actually look around because I think we lose perspective of what things actually are. Like everyone's striving for these ridiculously high levels, which is a great thing, but we should appreciate where we're actually at and where that relates to everyone. Like I'll have arguments with people. I'm like, no, you're actually in pretty good shape. Trust me. (laughs) And they won't believe it.
0: right because they're they're looking at something that maybe either is really sky high or potentially unattainable so they're they're looking at you like there's no way that i could be in decent shape because what i'm what i'm looking at and what i'm comparing myself to it's nowhere near in my mind what it's supposed to be
1: exactly and it's kind of a shame that it's like that way because it does do a lot of damage to people's mental health yeah yeah um I think a lot of things people don't understand about social media in particular, it's what makes people popular. Cause I feel a lot of people think that in terms of getting a father, getting a reputation, you have to be this very attractive person, this big celebrity when most of the times people just want someone who's honest and they can communicate with.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I appreciate you saying that, especially, you know, as a dad and a personal trainer and everything, and also being an influencer on social, because I think that's really important to speak about because, you know, for me, like when I look at my own social media journey and everything with myself, the biggest following I've received is when I became a mom, because I've been sharing so much of my life and my real and raw and my hardships and my you know triumphs and all the things in between and the messiness and the chaos and I think that so much of that following in that community really leans on me now. We lean on each other and they really appreciate the way I share. And it's created this incredible, you know, bond and incredible um, emotion on social that I never knew before, because before you're right, like I was just posting just to kind of post pretty photos and, you know, that, w- that was really it. And it was whatever quote unquote popularity or whatever you want to call it, but there was no real connection. And now I receive that connection daily or even, you know, by the hour when I'm on and all of that.
1: Yeah. And it's actually really interesting because I was never that much into social media until I found out my wife was pregnant Uh huh. and then we didn't know what we were having. So, you know, I'm forever a learner. Like I need to always learn something new. So I wanted to learn social media because of, you know, all the effects it's been having on people and everything about it. So, I kind of made it my mission to learn as much as I can.
0: And, and, and so, you've been studying it, basically?
1: Yeah, because I used to come from a financial background.
0: Oh, okay. I did not know that.
1: Yes. So, uh, well, when I was overseas was when the financial collapse happened. Uh-huh. Yep. So, I was, you know, 19, 20 years old, and I just bought as many stocks as I could because it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> then uh I kind of just learned everything after that in terms of financials. I went to school for it and I learned all about statistics. And with that knowledge I kind of figured out some of the social media stuff.
2: Right.
1: And just kind of really wanted to know what made people popular. Because all these kids now see people get popular and they kind of there's a there's so many emotions associated with these numbers.
2: Right.
0: That
1: I wanted to have a good idea of what goes into it
0: oh very interesting
1: you know in case you know by the time the kid's old enough to be on social media like they felt that way i can kind of break it down and explain it to them
0: right right no yeah i mean very very well said well and and, and and what do you feel when you look at you know from looking at social media and like what you've been studying and everything you've been following have you also brought that into your own training and everything you're doing with your own work
1: yes um it's been a great resource to figure out what in terms of personal training what type of exercises people actually care about um you see a lot of things online that are people just doing incredible feats and i noticed that seems to be what gets people's attention And that's something I started doing at first, like I started doing a lot of different calisthenics variations, stuff like that, just to get in my foot in the door. So it's very, it's a very good tool to get your foot in the door. And then once you have your foot in that door, it's kind of more important of what you do with it. Right. So with training, it's providing me a way to kind of explain things to people differently, where these big movements come from. I can break it down in terms of anatomy and flexibility and things like that, how it's done and kind of walk them up from the basic movements to some of the more advanced ones.
0: Right. And so has that helped you when it comes to the personal training?
1: Definitely. Um, Just having the knowledge of what it is that people perceive to be exercising or people perceive to be in shape it's kind of helped me mold my uh, dialogue with them a little better.
0: And, and do you feel like because you're molding that dialogue a little bit better and everything, it's it's helping them as well? Like, do you think that there's a, a mutual benefit between yourself as the trainer and then them, obviously, as the client?
1: Oh, uh, definitely. There's things that I can spot that sometimes other people don't. Like, let's take abs, for example, right? It's has more to do with your genetics of how many of them show how they're built because they all come in different sizes and different people can only have x amount showing so you take someone like arnold Schwarzenegger. if you ever look at pictures you can only see four of his ads
0: oh right okay
1: so sometimes people get very fixated on that and i think it helps them to understand that everyone's different especially when they look at somebody who's like the pinnacle and even them, because of their jacks, can't get that six pack to show. It makes them kind of feel better about how, what they can show and kind of want to find out what their potential is. And not have this imaginary number of six that they feel is mandatory to achieve.
0: Right. So it gives them a little bit more of a real perspective and like an actual goal versus what may not even be attainable for them because like you said, everyone is different, everyone's body is different, it all shows and, and changes in different ways.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's good to know that because, you know, all we have is, you know, kind of the elite to compare ourselves to sometimes.
0: Right. So what do you, how long have you been doing personal training for? It's
1: been about two years now. Uh, Previously, I would like, you know, I would help other people out. Uh, while I was at the gym, but actually working in the field, like, certified and everything. It's been two years now.
0: Okay, amazing. So, from where you started to where you are now, do you feel, because you've become a father in that time, do you feel that your work has um, shifted, or do you feel that you've, um, I guess, maybe um, gotten more involved personally in the real a passion between fitness and lifestyle, more so because, like you said, you're seeing it so much when you're out in the world with your son and seeing parents with their children.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. One thing I've noticed, I think it's actually having the child has made me better at personal training because I get to see kind of how humans develop. Like we're learning, he's learning all his movements, so it's kind of nice to see the natural pattern of how we learn things. Like you know, my son works out with me, so. I'll see him deadlift something out of nowhere and it's picture perfect. You know, when they squat down, you know, they're playing with their toes, it's picture perfect. So There's more understanding that we've, over our lifetime, we've learned a lot of bad habits and kind of having this starting point where everything was perfect and kind of almost going backwards to that starting point. So it's figuring out what part of our day has kind of set us back, whether it be sitting at the office all day on a computer hunched over, or whether it just be trying to do things quicker or whatever the case may be for your individual persons right so i think it's helped in that regard
0: well and i love that you shared that because i think even me as a you know mother too like being that i started in you know the celebrity styling world and in fashion and everything i feel i'm actually a way better stylist now than i was before even though i was a great stylist that I can look at people's bodies even more in a different way now that I understand the clothing maybe doesn't, you know, fit this way because it's the way they're built or because this person had a child, you know, their body, you know, is changed, you know, because they grew a human and all these things that maybe I couldn't have related to until I became a mom myself.
1: Definitely. And even understanding little things like time management, like I understand I'm in a kind of privileged position because I could build a gym at home and because luckily he does love all that stuff with me. Right. But understanding like a child's day and when you can fit certain things in.
0: Oh yeah. Time management is huge. I love that you brought that up. How do you, I mean, I, I know you and your wife, you said do the split shift, but how do you feel you are able to create the time management or what, maybe what are some tricks you could share with my audience, you know, for other you know parents that maybe struggle with time management?
1: Well, we all work. So we all know that time, we already know that time's chalked off. So what's, whatever's left over, is kind of fitting that deciding what you want to do with your child during that time and splitting it up by realistic times. Like the attention span for a two-year-old is very short. So I know I have about 25 minutes to work out. So grab him, chalk off that 25, 30 minutes, and we get done as much as we can. After that, I know he's going to be hungry. And I'm going to be hungry, so we eat our meal. So it's understanding the natural order of kind of how one event leads into the other and trying to map it out and understanding that there's going to be setbacks to that. Because when he's not in the mood to do something, we're not doing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. So true. Yeah. So, I mean, so kind of going with the flow, but also kind of trying to set up what you know you can get done versus what you can't in the amount of time that makes sense.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean... Kids are a reality check. Like, things would not work on your time, and you will know that.
0: <laughs> yes, so true. Yeah, it's true. You do. You have to. You, I learned that too. Like, you really do have to work with them. And the more I think I even myself, like, the more I try to force things with Amelia, the more the result becomes, you know, not what I want, and she becomes more either rambunctions or, you know, you know, resilient to it, not wanting to do it. And then it just creates way more chaos than necessary. Whereas if I go with the flow a little bit more and I try to fit things in, you know, as obviously, you know, much I can and be productive, that seems to help me as a
2: mom.
1: Yeah. And I think the realistic expectation is the big thing because you don't have to do certain things every day. You can right. just try to figure out how to do it twice a week or three times a week. And, you know, it gives you kind of that flexibility where if things go awry one day, you know what, you still have two or three other days in the week to catch up to it.
0: Right. Right. Well, and I mean, I appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of times, especially as entrepreneurs, we forget we have the next day. We forget that we can get things done you know, later on and it all becomes about now. And that's where I think also bringing this back to fitness, even for myself personally, there's so many times where I'm like, well, I'm just not doing it now. So like, like why, you know, like why am I not doing that now? And like, you know, like pushing it aside and then I get like annoyed at myself and I shame myself for not doing it. You know, how do you kind of work through that with your clients or someone that comes to you for advice and tips how to be able to get themselves out of that space of it must happen right now?
1: Well, I mean, the first step's always empathy. Like you have to relate to what exactly the issue is. And, you know, on your end, it makes complete sense. You know, we're pregnant, you're working nonstop.
2: <laughs> you haven't <to,
1: laughs> have really baby with you at all times. Uh, yeah, some things are going to fall to the wayside. Then you have to understand the importance of it. And, you know, especially when it comes to giving birth, like there's certain things that'll help out when it comes to that time, like having strong hips, just strong core. Those will definitely come in handy when it's time to push that baby out. Right. So those having the perspective of, you know what, um going to fit it in twice a week, three times a week, whenever I can. And it's going to definitely pay off when it's time to start pushing.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I love it. You said that. That's a real, And I think that's a really great uh, reminder is like remembering like, you know, the goals or, you know, what, you know, you're working towards or, you know, what it's for and all that to give yourself that perspective. I'm curious being, you know, obviously a little bit selfish here on my own show with, you know, baby girl being due in mid-May, what are some tips you would give someone that is pregnant, you know, like me or someone that just got pregnant and wants to really do some easy but effective workouts that would help them come time for labor?
1: Well, the big thing is it depends how far along you are. Uh, like for you, there would be no heavy lifting whatsoever. For you, right. I'd highly recommend mostly using bands. You know, like your loop bands, you tie around your ankles, you tie around your knees.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The The resistance bands?
1: Yeah. Uh, primarily those type of exercises because you're going to want to focus on the hips. And you could probably do some light lifting with, like, you know, your five or 10 pound dumbbells. But if you're having trouble fitting in time, I would mostly care about the banded ones and getting your hips stronger.
0: Okay, so the bands are the bands are a good tip and a good tool to use.
1: Yeah, if we're speaking in generalities, like obviously every individual case will of be different.
0: Course. Yes, of course.
1: But in generalities, I would go with the bands because I mean, obviously you won't want to be laying prone on your stomach or on your back. So it's just a good way, you know, you'll stand in there to help with balance as well. Cause, you know as i'm sure you've noticed and you're so brave wearing heels
2: <laughs> i love it when i see <laughs> you in heels. there's so many
0: things i you know you give up as a you know mama or parent or whatever i can't give up the heels i mean i don't wear them every day like right now you know keeping it real i have slippers on but you know like last night, <laughs> night with hubby i'm like no i'm wearing my heels you know it's like there's just so many yeah. things that you do of course sacrifice you know to be you know be a parent and all the things you need to do but the, the, for me it's like with fashion and how happy my heels make me, I'm just like, no, no, no. I, I gotta have my heels.
1: <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta pay for your art, right? Right. <laughs> uh, well, the same thing applies to the fitness aspect of it, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. The
1: same way you're willing to, you know, you know, you makes you feel great being in those heels. Whatever it is that makes you feel great, go out and do it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I'm curious with that. With fitness, because I I really and everyone obviously is different. Like you obviously have a true passion with it, and you know many others do as well. But I also have a lot of friends of mine and mamas who have said to me like I haven't worked out in a year, and I honestly like I want to, but like I just don't even have the motivation to. It's not something that necessarily makes me happy, and I'm not gonna lie either. I'm kind of in that boat. Like I feel good afterwards for sure. I feel the endorphins and all of that. Of course, we know that with science and everything, and I do feel that, but. It's not something that I go like, ooh, like I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go work out. Or I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to do this. For people like that, for myself and others, how do you help them kind of change that conversation or how do they change, you know, that I guess perspective in their mind or want to change it? Because, you know, I feel like I've done so much work on myself with like even just meditation and other things that I've been able to shift with myself, but the whole working yeah. out component is still something I very much struggle with, and I'm trying to work through it. And so I'm curious, for you as a personal trainer and for something that this is, not only your job, but something you're extremely passionate about, what would you say or how would you handle a client like me and try to help me, like, change that perspective?
1: Um, I'd ask you what avenues you went through because there's so many different ways to get fit, Yeah, you know, uh, For some people, that might be pole dancing. For some people, that might be yoga. For some people... That might be running. For some people, that might be lifting weights. For some people, it may be Zumba. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tapping in what matches your personality and your interests. And trust me, especially in California, there's going to be a class for it. Right. So it's finding which one really motivates you and what it is. I mean, If you like, you know, you enjoy wearing the heels, maybe like one of the pole classes might be a good fit for you. Yeah, well,
0: I think I think that's a really good point. There are so many different ways to work out, um, and you know, be able to find those passions. I guess another part of it for me is because I do mostly have Amelia, and you know, it is you know, it is you know, basically just me with having some help part time. I think I find it hard to get out for those things. I know I have to shift that perspective and I need to change that. But for me, it's like, I get out for like events and work things and, you know, other things or meeting friends or, you know, play dates or whatever. I don't ever really tell myself I'm going to get out, you know, for this class per se. And so a lot of times I try to find ways to do it at home, but then I don't end up doing it. Do you have good tips for, you know, a stay at home working mom or dad, um, when it comes to, you know, being at home and working out?
2: Um,
1: if you can include them, depending on their age, Uh
2: um,
1: include them in your workouts. You know, it could be something simple as sitting them. Well, not for you, but for someone else, it could be sitting them like on your hips and just do a glute bridge. They think that's like hilarious because you lift them up off the ground, bring them back down, lift them up, or even just picking them up and like shoulder pressing them. (laughs) <laughs> or even little things <laughs> they think that's awesome too
2: <laughs> right
1: uh chasing them around i'm sure as because we do it all the time anyway but more right. focused chase them around the whole house five times Iron too you'll be uh so like you just had to work out of your life
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like little things and there's
1: other things yeah and you can include like you were saying you talked to the other moms you can all get together and go somewhere either if it's you know bringing them out in the strollers going for a mile walk or however far you decide, you can always find different ways to get it about.
0: That's so true. It's true. Even with like a stroller walk or doing something simple, it's just a matter of getting outside. Right.
1: And And if you all agree, and it seems like there's a couple of different ones, it's so much easier. If you're already having that conversation, it's so much easier to have the conversation of, okay, let's just all get together and figure out what we like.
0: Right. Yeah. So true. That's a very good point. Yeah. And just kind of leaning on your community that you already have to be able to decide, okay, you know, this is what we're going to go do kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, I still play in a bunch of sports leagues and we still, I still see all the parents that bring their kids out and like all the kids, you just see running around while we're over there playing our quick games and everybody goes out afterwards. So you still include them in all your events and the kids love it. They learn things. They get to run around the park. It's fun for them too,
0: right? Yeah, and it's healthy for them as well.
1: Yeah, and it gets out that energy for nap time.
0: Yes, very yes, <laughs> very very true. Yeah, which which can totally be a struggle for so many of us. Yeah, but yeah, very. Yeah. No, I think I think those are great tips. I'm curious, going back to your you know military background and being someone you know that served and you know was overseas. Do you feel like because I'm sure you're a very regimented person because of being overseas and being in that you know line of work because that is i know a very intense and structured you know way of life do you feel that you have taken some of that and brought that into fatherhood and and, and parenthood or have you you know d- kind of decided like you know okay now that I'm a personal trainer and i'm home with my son i'm not going to be as regimented like i'm curious how that journey has looked for you, going from that to this.
2: Oh, well,
1: I've learned a lot, and as I, you know, I came out. It's interesting because I, came, I got out of the army in 2009, and I kind of had to play catch up to society with all the different <laughs> changes that were happening and stuff. So I feel like the last three years is kind of when I got up to speed to everything. So when my son was born, I kind of realized. There's some things that needs to be scaled back. There's some things that need to be emphasized more. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's just been always learning and evolving from it. So, you know, Alicia past has been great for that. You know, like I'm very good at problem solving, but I had to learn or I had to relearn empathy. And, you know, as you see that child growing up from day one, you like something clicks and, that clicked for me was empathy finally clicked again. And the problem solving helps a lot because I can conferentialize things. You know, I understand this goes in this box, this goes in that box. So, like, my feelings are never hurt when he doesn't want me. Um, I mean, I brag when he's all about daddy, but,
2: <laughs> you know,
1: he's telling me no and, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with me. Doesn't affect me at all, like I understand that's just something different, and I understand like I can pick up on things quickly, which have helped me understand his emotions and kind of empathize with it,
0: right, so it's helped you to kind of navigate I guess the beginning of this fatherhood journey,
2: yeah,
1: understanding like you have a job to do, yeah you know what I mean, like I don't really drink anymore, mhm um misunderstanding what my role is, you know, anything happens, I need to be there for them. And, you know, that's my job title. That's my role. So a lot of things get eliminated just so you can fulfill that role.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are number one priority.
1: Yeah. So a lot of things just kind of fell to the wayside. and A lot of things got emphasized more. So fitness did get emphasized more. And it's really funny because like the best shape I've ever been in my life is when he was born. I I don't know if I wanted to impress him the day he came out, but (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, a madman determined, like, I need to be the healthiest person I can be, you know, I was running every day, and, like, a lot of that stuff, I don't do as much anymore, right, but it was just something, like, that click, I just want to be around forever,
0: oh, I love that, that's so sweet, and, like, so well said, well, and for you and your wife, like, do you, do you guys also um, share that fitness together, like, do you guys... Get, work out together and do things together
1: no it's impossible for us to work out together
0: <laughs> okay I, I, hey, listen I love that realness and I love that you share that why why is it impossible
1: um, she's not gonna have a man tell her what to do
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've tried it and if I correct her uh that doesn't go well
0: oh yeah I mean <laughs> it's understandable yeah I think that's all spouses like you don't want to be corrected by those spouses I get it um yeah. did she also share in the passion for fitness
1: uh, a little bit she has her own trainer like she does uh-huh. her own thing
2: uh-huh.
1: like whenever we you know like I always try to tell her like the same way I was saying earlier you got to find your thing like she's tried playing football with me that didn't go well
2: she uh, <laughs> it's
1: kind of like this find your lane like she has her own uh she has her own trainer she boxes with it's a boxer and she enjoys that so you know, every Saturday morning, she goes there, she comes back, then I go Saturday afternoon to my gym and do my thing.
0: Right. Well, and obviously, She's always
1: happier when she comes back.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, and I was going to say, obviously, you guys have both learned that you need to be able to have those different individual things, you know, apart so that you could be better together.
1: Yeah. And just recognizing, like, you know what, there's this one thing that we can just never do together. That's perfectly fine.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And it's completely, exactly. And it's perfectly fine. And, you know, my husband and I, you know, we have the same thing. Like my husband loves to golf and he's like a scratch golfer and, you know, he golfs on the weekends. And then sometimes when he has tournaments during the week and it's like, that's his thing. And, you know, that's his happy place. And, you know, that's what he does, you know? And it's like, I I think when you recognize those things in marriage, you find those places of like what you can do together, but then what you can also do individually, it makes it for a better Situation and a better marriage and synergy and everything else. Even if it's hard in the beginning to kind of first figure that out.
1: Yeah, and it was a uh, you know we tried many times
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, I eventually figured out it wasn't worth the, uh, the arguments that would start.
2: Right. Right.
1: And it kind of works out like we know where the other ones at, and you know this is like a hobby that we can't lie about because you know, you come home sweaty and smelly. There's no disputing where you're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah, no, I mean, and I'm sure she also loves it. Like you involve your son and he gets to be a part of it and everything. And, and like, that that that's adorable. And I love that you gave that as a tip for all of us parents, like depending obviously on the age and everything and cooperation, but like involving your children and having them be a part of it even if they're only doing a little bit it's it's great to teach them at a young age and it's also helpful for you then to be able to do a little bit of what you're doing and not have to wait for them to be napping or be out of the house or whatever it may be
1: yeah it's the thing is also at that age it's so hard to have something that you guys can do together you know like yeah we're I have zero interest in watching his shows and vice versa <laughs> <laughs> Right. so you know we get to listen to our music we get to move around this would being a good time and yeah. the more he learns like the more interesting shows and other things like i was able to teach him to stop hitting people by having him you know hit the the punching mitts like i have a oh, punching oh. bag at home so it's like yeah we know all we hit is you know we hit this bag or we hit these pads like we don't hit people and it's mostly worked it's still not 100% down but
0: yeah but still I mean that's a big accomplishment because he's two so was that something you just basically when you saw he was doing it you started to basically add in that element of your you know obviously your fitness training and everything and be like okay you can't do this like we don't hit people so this is what we do and that's how you kind of brought it into his world
1: yeah because he's uh you know I said with him watching all the videos and everything he like understands what the what punching is and he understands like when I hold them up to hit them like you know they're not going to be great hits you know he's going to come over like giggle laugh and just hit it a couple times but he knows not to hit me in the face for example like he knows there's a target and this is the one you want to go after we're not going to hit anything or anywhere else
2: that's awesome
0: well and kids I think you know especially little ones like they're so smart I don't think children really get as much credit as they should because people look at them as babies but they really are such smart individuals and they really do take in so much of what we do and what we show them and teach them.
1: Oh, definitely. Like he does things that I have no idea where it came from sometimes. And then like <laughs> later on it clicks like, Oh, I did that once three months ago. And then he just remembered.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Or,
1: like like with the bag, he'll see if he hit it. Obviously, you know, the whole thing will move and he would, he would hit it and it wouldn't move so then he just starts headbutting it but he figured out that's what makes it move is just like pushing it almost so now he knows like to just push it
2: right
0: that's so awesome and I love that you shared that because I just think like like little ones like they're just so smart and they really do absorb so much and we don't realize how much they're absorbing all the time and how they really are like taking it on to them and putting it as part of their personalities.
1: Yeah. And they see everything.
0: <laughs> they do. They absolutely do. They do. They see everything. They hear everything. All of it.
1: Yeah. And quick to pick it up and quick to use it against you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Well, I mean, so your son is two, right? He's two, he's two now?
1: Yeah. He's two and a half. He turns three in
2: July.
0: Okay, oh um, you know, what would you say would be advice for a parent or especially a dad listening who's maybe brand new to this journey and struggling and feeling like, you know, they just went to war and they're getting no sleep and they're losing their mind and everything else, like most of us feel when we first become new parents and come home, you know, from the hospital, or the birth center or whatever it may be, and they and we we're like, Oh my god, what is this and what did I do? What would be some advice now that you're kind of further into the journey? and your son is, you know, two and a half years old, that you would have for other parents out there?
1: Uh, one would be is uh, nobody knows what they're doing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> two would be because uh, my parents are immigrants. So a lot of things that they did, we can't really do anymore.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then I realized it's like who you can take advice from and where that advice is coming from the big problem I think is we have too much information out there oh yeah like if you especially if you go down the rabbit hole everything is wrong (laughs) yeah so it's kind of learning how to decipher information and not get caught up in that thing would be is to just think of other parents you know if you know any and talk to them as much as possible like you need that support system that tells you that they don't know what they're doing either and some of the hardships they've encountered because you never really know what's going on
0: right so true I still
1: to this day have no idea if I'm doing anything right
0: (laughs) well he's always smiling when I see him on your social and you guys are always (laughs) fun together so you're doing something right
1: yeah and that's another thing it's about like for me it's a pretty I consider it to be a low bar but all I really care about is that he's meeting all his development goals Mm -hmm. and that he's happy
0: right yeah happy that's all
1: yeah that's all they can really do
0: right yeah as they evolve into little people it's true yeah no that's so well said and on the fitness side of things Vinny what would be maybe some little gems or some tips you could give us just for basics as far as things we could do to you know essentially maybe you know work you know work out more or you know set ourselves up to be able to work out, you know, whatever time may be, early morning, evening, whatever it is, and like, what are some lifestyle changes that, you know, we can make today that wouldn't feel so, you know, um, catastrophic to our already, you know, crazy routines that we could start small, you know, what would be some of those suggestions?
1: Small things would be body weight exercises. You know, take it back to elementary school with your jumping jacks, your push-ups, your sit-ups, body bodyweight squats. Just take it back there if you're starting completely new or if you really feel that there's not that much time. Just go ahead and knock out a couple of sets of all of them. Start your morning off that way or do it at lunchtime or whenever you can find 10 or 15 minutes just to yourself. Put some music on and just knock out some bodyweight exercises. If you don't know any, you can always find some online. You can always ask somebody. Start that way, just setting aside 10 minutes for yourself. Make it fun for yourself. You know, bring some music in, kind of shut yourself off from the world and just enjoy those 10 minutes of moving your body around. Start including more fruit and vegetables in your diet. Small change, just if you don't eat any fruit, just add a bananas to your breakfast and kind of see how that goes and then start adding things in. Just start very slowly. Depends on your personality. If you're going to be a heart charger, if you're somebody who's like going to go from zero to a hundred, start developing your knowledge first. Because just like in the parenting side, there's tons of misinformation or advice that's maybe not pertinent to you. Like you don't have to eat and train like a bodybuilder unless you want to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Don't start off. Don't start off by looking into what LeBron James does because only LeBron James can do that. (laughs) But you you could start looking into like, how do you get your cardiovascular conditioning up and start looking into that. There's so much information out there. You have to start learning which one best fits you and your needs. So even if it's just looking up for like, and there's tons of groups everywhere, like meetups, a great resource. Or even just on your social, actually, just talk to the people that are in the area and see if everybody wants to get together at a park. Because the parenting community is actually very huge. Mm -hmm. And everyone's always saying such great things to each other. It's really cute because it's almost like having more family members because everybody, the first thing they say is, oh, my God, how big he's got. (laughs) Right. Just start reaching out to people and kind of say if you can build a community or join a community. And just start making small changes.
0: Yes, I think those That's are really, great yeah. tips. Small, small changes to make things attainable and to really find that community. I think that those are amazing tips. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for being on the show and really sharing, you know, your real and raw of your fatherhood journey and everything that you've been through. Where can we find you on social? And if people wanted to reach out to you to book you to you know train them, all that good stuff.
2: Um, you can always just
1: reach out to me on Instagram. It's just Vinnie, period, D, V-I-N-N-I-E, period, D-E-E. I always talk to dozens of people every day on there. It's just the easiest way I find to keep in contact with everyone.
0: Yeah, to connect and everything. So they can, so we yeah. can call you there, and then people can also direct message you there as far as any type of wanting client or training services.
1: Yep, definitely. Or just ask any general advice. Just come say hi. Always fun <laughs> to chat with people.
0: love it yes you're very yes you're very friendly and great to talk to I love that well Vinny thank you so much for being on and cheers till next time guys bye
1: bye